You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business of Giving podcast. My name is Guy Dawson, and I am the executive director and founder of the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. And we created this show to highlight cause marketing and the impact that it has on our community. The Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce brings nonprofit and for-profit businesses together to create synergistic relationships that benefit the community. For more information about what we do at the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce, we can be reached at causemarketingchamber.com. This valuable show is made possible through the generosity of our series sponsor, SolUp, an energy solution and conservation company specializing in solar and battery storage systems, including solar panels. Yeah, I actually, I had the opportunity to go on a field trip a couple of days ago over at SolUp. It was really, really uh, an interesting experience just seeing the way that things work. And uh, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my, my field trip that I had with uh, the staff over at SolUp a few days ago. As usual, Maria Perez, the cause marketing coach, is my co-hostess with the mostest, as they say. How are you, Maria? I'm great. How are you doing today, Guy? I am wonderful. We hosted our event last Thursday, and we are on the other side of it. It was a lot of fun, but it is really nice to be on the other side of this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really a lot of fun. A great gathering. We really appreciate those in the community, by the way, who showed up uh, uh, to support the Business of Giving event that we did over at the space. And it was just an excellent opportunity to network and, and connect with old friends, meet new friends. We had nonprofit MVP in the house doing some filming. Yeah, it was uh, just a, a really enjoyable event, and we're looking forward to putting on our next businesses with heart. And I know you, Maria, have. Uh, I'm constantly commenting on these excellent guests that you bring onto the show, and you certainly have provided a lot of great content for us in the time that you've been co-hosting the show, excellent nonprofit organizations and for-profit businesses, and you have another esteemed guest today. Would you like to talk about our guest for today? Yes, I, we have in the house today, uh, Lynette Rivera. Uh, she does an incredible uh, service to our community in leading the, uh, leading the fight to end youth homelessness. Um, she's here with us today to shed some light on the gravity of the situation and the impact that her organization is having on, on making it uh, presumably go away at some point. So um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Lynette. And Lynette, tell us a little bit about uh, your organization. Well, hello. Thank you. Uh, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on the show today. I'm really excited to tell you all about Nevada Partnership for Homeless Youth and, and or AKA MPHY and what we're doing to end youth homelessness here in Southern Nevada. Um, so 
just to, to dive right in, um, Nevada Partnership for Homeless Youth, we're the most comprehensive service provider uh, working with exclusively with youth experiencing homelessness here in Southern Nevada. We work with youth between the ages of 12 and 24 years old and provide all kinds of services to get youth off of the, to, to meet where, them where they're at, to get them critical supplies, to get them off of the streets, and then to work with them on that pathway of, uh, to self-sufficiency. And that's always the number one goal. It's really getting youth to a place of self-sufficiency um, and ensuring that they're not going back into homelessness, but they're, you know, empowered and have all the tools needed to go on and, and accomplish their goals and live their best life. Um, so that's, uh, you know, kind of a snippet of what we're doing, but I can dive more into our programs um, and kind of what that looks like um, if you'd like me to. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I was shocked when I went to your website and saw that there are 14,000 homeless youth in, in Southern Nevada. I mean, it's a social issue that, that people don't talk about uh, a lot. Um, and uh, it's, it's really, it's astounding. Uh, the numbers. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, you're yeah. right. Yeah. So that number that we, that 14,000 number. So that number came directly from Clark County schools, title one hope office, um, which counts, you know, youth enrolled in our Clark County schools. Um, and we often think, you know, a lot of these numbers are, are undercounted, you know, because it's, it's hard to reach youth who are experiencing homelessness, especially those youth who are on the streets and who are experiencing homelessness unaccompanied and without families or anybody to look after them. Um, so it's it's a scary number, 14,000 uh, in our schools, but we often think that's an undercount. Um, but yeah, I mean, over the years, Las Vegas, Southern Nevada, Nevada, we've, you know, ranked in the top 10 of having one of the worst instances of youth homelessness in the country. Um, it's, terrifying to know that that is such a, a big issue. It's a it's an issue across the country. You know, there's millions of young people who experience homelessness every single year throughout the United States. Um, but here in Southern Nevada, particularly, um, and, you know, and also throughout the, the, throughout the nation, you know, youth often go unnoticed, um, because when you think about somebody who's experiencing homelessness, what do we think about? We think about, you know, the person on the corner who um, has a sign, you know, somebody with tattered clothes, somebody who is, who has, you know, who gives us that visualization of homelessness, but that's often what you don't, you often don't see that with youth experiencing homelessness. Um, youth experiencing homelessness um, are also, often called the invisible population because they're doing whatever they could possibly do to hide their instance of homelessness. Um, you know, they're making sure that they, um, that they are not telling friends and family or people around them because they're afraid of being ostracized. They're afraid of what might happen to their parents. They're afraid that if they, um, you know, if they tell people that they're going to be turned over to the foster system or so many other things. So you have a lot of youth who are couch surfing, who are, you know, staying, which is going from friend to friend to friend's house, um, youth who are, you know, figuring out how to get clothes and, and shoes and to, to really still be able to fit in with their peers. Um, that's something that we already know is, is huge among teenagers is, you know, that's already a time that you're developing socially and mentally and you're trying to fit in amongst your, you know, your peers. So, 
to come out and say that you're experiencing homelessness is, is something that would ostracize you. So a lot of youth are not telling people about it. Um, so again, yeah, it's, it's a huge issue. Um, I'm not sure if you had any other, anything else you'd like me to talk about with the issue. Well, you know, I, I, I think that I also noticed that you have some, you know, this, this show is about cause and social issues, um, parodies and affinities. Can you talk a little bit about some of your partners and the support they provide you for your programs and services and, and, and how, how you work with some of them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we could not do what we do without partners. Partners is um, having partners in the community is so important and that's partners in corporate spaces. That's partners in, you know, community partners that support us. So, you know, corporate spaces, churches, affinity groups, um, you know, people that are rallying behind the issue of youth homelessness and really being a voice for an often voiceless population. You know, those community partners are really, really important. Um, but also, you know, on the other side is, is the service partners that we work with. Um, you know, there are a lot of issues in our community that are, are really heavily correlated to youth homelessness. When we talk about human trafficking, one of the number one risk factors for a youth becoming a human trafficking victim is youth homelessness. Um, LGBTQ, uh, youth across the country, they it's estimated that between 20 and 40 percent of youth experiencing homeless, homelessness are LGBTQ youth who are coming out to their families and being ostracized because of that. Um, if you look at immigration, you you know uh, there are are you young people who have come to us because their entire families have been deported and they've been left here. Wow. Um, you know, and they are are, are are citizens and they were born here, but they've been left here experiencing and have experienced homelessness because of that. Um, because of that system. So there are a lot of systems and other social issues that are heavily correlated to youth homelessness. Um, right now, you know, we're seeing a, and, uh, you know, just thinking about COVID in the last few years and, um, you know, how youth have been disconnected from support systems, schools, and different things, um, you know, that really are a part of their developmental years, you know, Sports and and all the different things that we saw over those those few years of that we were in the midst of COVID. Um, now you know we're seeing a really uh, a spike in mental health crisis. Um, yeah, that course. is yeah. something that you know we're seeing across the board. But for young people experiencing homelessness, you know it, we're seeing it at, at just elevated levels. So working with community partners in the mental health space is really, really important because of that. Um, you know, there's stigmas around youth experiencing homelessness that um, a lot of them are, are, you know, running away or they're punks or they're, um, you know, they're on drugs. And that's the complete opposite of what we see. Um, but, you know, that substance abuse that we, we do see, um, you know, a lot of youth come to MPHY or experience homelessness and have never touched a drug, but they're using substances in order to deal with their or cope with their homelessness. So, you know, we work with substance abuse um, service agencies in the community to, to deal with those issues. Um, community health partners, you know, we have community health partners, um, whether it be health, dental, a vision that come to MPHY and help provide those services to young people here. So, 
you know, there's tons of community partners um, that work to support us, not just in, you know, the advocacy and the um, the in mo- monetary and, and volunteer way, but also just through the partnerships that we have to get youth all of the support that they need in order to get to that place of self-sufficiency. So I think I think I answered your question. I know I could talk about this all day and I'll go on and on. So I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> really love your passion. Uh, it just oozes out of you. Uh, I mean, it's just just fantastic. But I did have one question for you. As you had mentioned, teen homelessness is an epidemic. It's it's a huge problem all over the country, but specifically in I know in Vegas and in Nevada, we really have a lot of a lot of issues with with teens not having homes. As you know, when a person becomes homeless, there's a whole lot of things behind that. But at a systematic level, how is your organization working to to help change things for the youth and to put them in positions where they can have a home again? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So I'm going to I'm going to take a step back and I want to tell you guys really, really quickly about, you know, all of our services. And then I definitely want to jump into systems level work and all of that that we're doing. But just really quickly, um, just to go over, you know, MPHY's programming. So we have a really comprehensive array of programming to work to get youth off of the street. So, you know, one of the, so we start with outreach. Um, one of the things that's most important is us getting the word out and making sure that we not only make youth and community and, and adults informed about what we do, but it's also building rapport with youth out in the community because youth who come to or youth who experience homelessness are often um, they're service resistant, they're in survival mode. Um, they've often been failed by systems that are in place to care for them. So whether that's family, whether that's foster systems, you know, um, they've had some, you know, they, they've all often uh, lost you know, hope in adults because the adults around them have failed them. So, you know, one of our jobs is to get out into the community and ensure that they trust us, they know who we are, and they feel safe coming to us. So that starts with us going into schools, we go into community centers, we go out into the streets every single week. We host events where we give out food and hygiene supplies and and build rapport with youth out in the streets to make sure that they feel safe coming to us and they know who we are. So outreach is a big part of our program. Um, We also... um, MPHY uh, facilitates a program here in Southern Nevada. It's a national program, but it's run by MPHY here in the community. It's called Safe Place. Um, If you haven't ever seen, it's a yellow diamond. It's at every Terrible Herbs gas station. It's on every RTC bus, Las Vegas City Fire Station, Henderson Library, and Las Vegas Clark County Library. A youth can go to one of those locations and say, I need help, and we'll send somebody out there 24 hours a day, 365. Um, That's a really important program because youth who are in need of immediate help, who are kicked out in the middle of the night, who find themselves running away from an abusive or, um, you know, scary situation, they can go to one of those locations and get immediate help. But the other really amazing thing about that program is it's not just for homeless youth, it's for all youth in crisis. So any young person up to 18 can access safe place. Um, So that's our our crisis intervention. We have emergency shelter where if a youth were to come to us right now and say, I need a place to go, we can place them in one of our emergency shelter beds and we can house them up to 21 days in order to figure out their situation. The really important thing about emergency shelter is that 
Clark County does not have any other emergency shelter that will serve a minor, um, and MPHY does. We can serve minors, and we can, again, hold, house them up to 21 days in order to figure out a permanent solution. Uh, we have family reunification. We have a house, a 50-bed housing program where youth live with us full-time. Um, so, you know, that's kind of that is our immediate, like, programmatic services. Those are the things that, um, you know, our youth are working with case managers. All of our case managers are licensed social workers. Uh, one other thing I forgot to mention is we also have a drop-in center, which is right across the street from UNLV. It's a place where youth can come and they can get food and hygiene supplies and food and take showers. And we have classes and a basketball court. And we have all kinds of different things going on here. Um where youth can get that that help that they need immediately, and then we'll figure out, you know, what are the next steps. So that's our programming to get youth off of the streets and to make sure that we get them all the critical supplies that they need in order to get to that self-sufficiency. So, yeah, that's powerful. Lynette, could you could you sit tight really yeah. quick, Lynette, because I've got to <laughs> let me take care of a little business here, and then I want oh, you to yeah. talk about the systems. Uh, Perfect, yeah. So yes. for those of you who just tuned in, you are listening to the Business of Giving podcast brought to you by the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. Also want to talk with you about our title sponsor, Solup. Solup and its channel partners are providing complimentary solar to local charities supporting four HopeLink transitional housing properties, solar to feed pets of the homeless, volunteers of America and Opportunity Village. Their founder sits on the board of Nevada Conservation League. And we have been speaking with Lynette Rivera. She's with the Nevada Partnership for Homeless Youth. Okay, Lynette, now we're ready to hear about the systematic way that you're helping uh, teens to rise above homelessness. Yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, the one really amazing thing about, you know, Nevada Partnership for Homeless Youth and something that is really, that I'm very, very passionate about and my whole team is really passionate about is our systems level work. And um, to dive, you know, into that, in 2017, Nevada Partnership for Homeless Youth in partnership with Las Vegas Sands lost, launched the, um, the movement to end youth homelessness. So um, that was a, you know, a systems level um, campaign to really work towards ending youth homelessness in our community. Um, and it was the first of the, its kind. Um, with that, in 2018, we launched the first ever Southern Nevada plan to end youth homelessness, which was a, uh, you know, we brought together over 50 community entities to create that plan to discuss, you know, how do we really work towards ending youth homelessness? What are the goals? What are the, the barriers? What are the things that we need to work towards in order to make that happen? Um, you know, we've held a yearly summit ever, ever since 2017, where we bring together, we've brought together thousands of community members to discuss the issue of youth homelessness. Um, we've brought together partners, we've brought to, brought national leaders to talk about the issue of youth homelessness and really what we can do to resolve it here in Southern Nevada. Um, with that, um, with the movement, we've also passed two laws um, that uh, were, you know, really, again, the goal is to remove barriers to make sure that youth are getting access to the things that they need and they don't have all these barriers. Um, one of the laws was to remove barriers that were in place um, 
and that allowed youth to get identification. So, you know, we removed fees um, for youth who are experiencing homelessness so that they were able to get IDs and um, birth certificates and social security cards and, you know, other things like that that are needed for them to um, really, you know, function in society and, and get to that point of self-sufficiency. Um, the other thing, the other law that was passed was in 2021, where we, um, you know, previously, so youth were having issues with accessing medical care. Um, in If they were to go to a medical provider, they had to wait a four-month waiting period in order to prove their homelessness before that medical provider could, you know, to, could serve them. Um, and that was a huge barrier because we have a lot of youth who come to us with asthma and diabetes and different things that, you know, youth of, of you know, any youth is encountering. But um, if they're not able to provide or to get that service, um, then, you know, it, it could be life threatening. So we were able to pass a law that removed that four month waiting period that allowed youth to access not just doctors, but dentists, mental health providers, and other um, people within the medical community if they needed that support. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is, you know, we've worked on ed education, we've worked with the education sector, we've worked with other intersectional partners throughout this, um, this movement to end youth homelessness to really figure out, you know, what can we do as a community, again, to end youth homelessness. And, and this year, we're actually really excited. We're hosting our, our summit is on November 8th. Um, it's at the Smith Center um, for Performing Arts. And we're really excited because this year, we are actually taking the summit statewide. It has been a Southern Nevada focus. Um, in previous years, but we know that this is not just a Southern Nevada issue. It's a state issue. It's a national issue. So this year, we're actually working to take the summit statewide, and we're working with um, partners from the north. We're working with um, partners from rural um, locations, and we're also working with um, partners from tribal lands to discuss the issue of youth homelessness at a state level. Um, so we're really, really excited to take it statewide this year. Um, and that's, you know, that's really, that's a, our systems level work um, in a nutshell. I know there's so much more I could go into, but we don't have all day. <laughs> yeah, we've only got a couple, a few minutes left, but I'm sure Maria has at least yeah. one more question that she'd like to ask you. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's amazing the the depth and the breadth of what has to occur to to resolve this. I mean, I'm just floored by what you've just uh, imparted to us, Lynette. But I do want to ask you on a personal basis, you know, you could burn out very easily with this level of anxiety and, and challenge, but what have you personally seen or encountered that's kept you motivated to continue this work? Yeah, I think one of the most important things is knowing that we're working with young people. So, you know, we see an average of, you know, we see youth between the ages of 12 and 24 years old, but we have youth who are graduating from high school, who are going off to college, who are really accomplishing incredible things. And, you know, it is all it takes is us investing in young people to see what they're capable of, to, you know, for us to show the young people that the community is behind them, even if they've been failed by all the systems in place to take care of them, um, you know, giving, providing them that support, providing them the tools that they need to be self-sufficient. Um, it's just incredible. I mean, we've seen youth go off to Ivy League schools, go off to the military, go off, you know, graduate from high school after not 
being in school for years. I mean, uh, there's so many incredible um, stories that we see and so much, um, you know, just so many successful endings in their homelessness. Like if we can end homelessness at 15, 16, if we can work with them to get them off of the streets, like their entire, the entire trajectory of their life is changed. Um, so I think that's really what keeps us motivated and keeps, um, you know, I, I, I've been here for nine years. Um, I know uh, my CEO has been here for 12 years. Um, a few member, a lot of our leadership has been here for, you know, over 10 years. And, I think that's what keeps us all going is just seeing the potential in young people and making it and knowing that, um, you know, if community invests in them, that we can do so much. And I experienced homelessness when I was young and, um, you know, if people would have been, and people did invest in me, but if, if I would have had an organization like this, I always think like, wow, I could have gotten a lot done as a young person. It took me a long time, but um, I did have a lot of people behind me and invested in me. And that's why I'm here today working towards ending youth homelessness. So I think that's what keeps me going and keeps all of us going here. Yeah, just fantastic information that you've shared with us today about, uh, again, something that has reached epidemic levels. Uh, Maria, do you have uh, anything else that you'd like to uh, speak with Lynette about related to her amazing organization, Nevada Partnership for Homeless Youth? The only, the only thing I would like to end with is can you tell people how they can support your organization, our listeners? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so – you know, there's a lot of different ways. It's everything from monetary donations to in-kind donations, anything that you could imagine. If you have a teenager or a young, you know, child living in your home, anything that they would need, we are always in need of, um, especially during, you know, the holidays. We host a huge holiday um, giving campaign, so we're always in need of support during that time. Our summit is coming up, um, which, again, is going to be held at the Smith Center for Performing Arts on November 8th. Um, so that's going to be a great event. Anybody interested in, in, in really becoming an advocate for youth homelessness, you can find um, more information on our website. Um, and, yeah, anything else, you know, if you're wanting to get more involved, learn more, volunteer, you can go to www.mphy.org and um, reach out to us. We love to get people, you know, motivated and passionate about youth homelessness in the way that we all are. Lynette, what I really appreciated about this interview, I mean, there were quite a things that a few things that I appreciated, but I love the fact that you talked about creating options and showing young people who are homeless. They're in a very, very difficult place in life as teenagers, not as adults, and just showing them that there are options and that this doesn't have to be the way that your life always is. You're in this yeah. particular situation, but there are options. And so I think that an organization like yours is so valuable for our youth just to show them there is a way out. Well, thank you so, so much for saying that. Yeah, it, it is important for youth to see that and to know that, you know, beyond their circumstance, there are so many different things that they can accomplish. And just, again, with that support um, that we can provide or that other community partners can provide, um, you can see a, a young person's entire life change. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. And one more time, will you share the website where our listeners can go to learn more about your organization? 
Yeah. Um, so our website is www.nphy.org. Um, and you can find all information on there. And you can find us on LinkedIn and Instagram. We're really, uh, we, we are um, really active on Instagram and Facebook as well. So you can find us on all of those um, different platforms. Thank you for all the valuable information that you shared today. And Maria, the cause marketing coach, how can people connect with you uh, to get coached into success in the realm of cause marketing? Sure. Um, if you want to chat about cause and social issues marketing and, the, and how you can partner and find parity and affinity and alignment, you can reach me at Maria at causemarketingconsultant.com. Thank you so much again. And Outstanding interview today, Lynette, and as usual, you knocked it out of the park, Maria, with the, with the guests that you brought on, and uh, just looking forward to learning more about this organization that is really providing a lot of value to the community. To connect with the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce, we can be reached at causemarketingchamber.com. You can also follow us on our social media sites, and uh, we encourage you to continue to tune in to uh, this show. We've got great shows in the works, lots of topics of interest in both the cause marketing and business worlds to show you how we blend the two together to make uh, the community a better place. The Business of Giving podcast was brought to you by Soul Ups underwriting of our series. Again, thank you, Maria, for co-hosting this show. And I always want to share with you a thought that I have, and that is, it is so important to give and do business for good. See you next week. On my shoulder, as I'm getting older, your people get older. Most of us only care about money.